Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, Mesh here, and welcome back to our Wednesday short, The Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events that pair with our Sunday newsletter. Today's episode... Morgan Stanley saves their own ass. Okay, so this is a continuation from last week's episode, which was about Bill Huang, the founder of Arcagos Capital, who lost billions of dollars in the matter of 10 days. If you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Bill had a family office where he invested his own capital in a few media companies and Chinese companies. He had done it with a bunch of prime brokers, so JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Credit Suisse. And the reason why he did that is because he didn't want anyone to know that he was buying all these stocks, so they created these like complicated contracts for him. Anyways, big major point here was that he was levered 5x, which means that for every dollar he had, he had borrowed $5 from the banks. And being highly levered puts you in a situation, one, to make a ton of money really quickly to juice up your returns, or two, if those stocks end up selling off, you're kind of in a really, really bad situation because it accelerates really quickly. And what happened was the banks were like, dude, put more money up or we're going to have to sell your stock. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up again is it's really because there's two main things to be thought about here. One is Taking on too much debt is harmful for really anyone or everyone, even if you think things are only going to go up. And the second reason is when shit hits the fan, you need liquidity, meaning you have to have the ability to have cash to make sure that, one, you could either give the bank more money so that they won't sell your position, or really, like in any other scenario, liquidity is important, like you need cash. And so what's weird is how does a guy go from having 200 to 300 million in personal money he uses a strategy. He increases his fund so that he's now worth $10 billion, which is pretty incredible and insane. And throughout this whole time, he kept pushing the same strategy, meaning as he was making more money, he put more money into the companies he was buying and he was borrowing more from the banks, which again is crazy. Like he never took any money off the table or he didn't take a significant amount of money off the table and being like, this is going to end at some point soon. I should probably make sure that I have enough cash in the bank in case anything goes wrong. No, he just, he just kept going. When he got margin call, meaning when the bank called him up and said, you need to put up more money because your stocks are selling off, we can't get in trouble for this. So they asked him to put up $300 million. This guy is worth $10 billion. That is the equivalent of saying, hey, here's a $100 position. So you and I put $100 into some stocks. We've borrowed a bunch of money against that. And you know the position's down and the bank says, hey, we need you to put up an extra $3. How do I not have $3 at that point? You know what I mean? So like, I know 300 million sounds like a lot, but like, why didn't this guy have $300 million? Especially for the fact that he kept putting more money into the strategy. He clearly believed in it. And then two, he doesn't want to get margin called. Why would he want the bank to sell his whole position and force this crazy spiral of these stocks selling off that would basically blow up his fund and blow up his personal net worth? Why? Why didn't he have $300 million? At some point, this guy didn't have $300 million sitting around. What the hell's going on, Bill Huang? Like, 
Did you not think that something like this could happen? Did you not have other stocks that you could sell? And granted, the other stocks were tumbling down too, but like you were so levered, you had so much debt and shit was hitting the fan that you couldn't actually come up with the liquidity. And so that's what's crazy. He didn't have liquidity. And so you could be worth billions of dollars. You can be leveraged, meaning you borrowed a bunch of money to get there. And then you have no liquidity to get yourself out of a bad situation. That is not good. That is not, that's not how I would want to be a $10 billion heir. Now, granted, I don't think Bill Huang's a bad guy. Apparently he's like a really good dude, decent guy, gives a lot to charity. So I'm just wondering like, what was he thinking? Okay, so here's the other thing. The banks did give him a chance to get out. They actually all met. So Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, they all sat down and I look, Bill Huang, you're like, you're a great client of ours. We really don't want you to get screwed here, but you need to come up with $300 million because we're going to have to do a margin call or we're going to have to wind down these positions. Bill had a chance. Bill didn't take the chance. Granted, again, lots of fires he had to put out and listen to our last episode to learn more about that. So instead of together the banks thinking, okay, how do we fix this situation without like selling these stocks and everything's falling off. Our hedge fund clients are going to get mad at us because they we didn't tell them that Bill Huang was about to blow up and we started selling the stock and then they lost money because they were in some of these companies like CBS Viacom or Viacom CBS or whatever the hell it's called. And this is the crazy part is that while Credit Suisse, I think, lost like four or five billion dollars and, you know, their chief risk officer and the person in charge got fired for only being in the job less than a year, Morgan Stanley was apparently like texting during this moment. I mean, I don't know if that was actually happening, but they were basically like, yeah, yeah, no, we should all play nicely. Like we should all figure this out together. Meanwhile, they're texting their desk. So they're trading desk and they're like, we need to jump ship right now. Get the hell out of this. Everyone's going downhill. We need to get out before everyone does. And normally we think that Goldman Sachs is like that evil octopus squid or whatever they've been uh, made out to be in in the news before. Morgan Stanley here is kind of like, okay, guys, screw you guys, we're saving ourselves because they would have lost apparently like $10 million and I think they ended up being okay. And Goldman Sachs followed suit pretty quickly and then Credit Suisse was too much of a dumbass to realize anything that was going on and uh, lost a bunch of money. So moral of the story, don't take on too much debt. Make sure you have liquidity. Imagine being worth over $8 billion and not having enough liquid cash to keep yourself from getting blown up. And remember, even though we're in this day of Bitcoin rules the world and, you know, fiat or dollar is not worth anything, uh, cash is king. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Talk Money Weekly. Subscribe to the Talk Money newsletter to get more on the week's news every Sunday. You can sign up at thetalkmoney.com newsletter and catch us here next Wednesday. Until next time.